Hello, and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart, and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. Today, I'm joined by Danielle Vinton, who is a science reporter at KQED San Francisco. Thank you so much, Danielle, for joining me today and taking the time to do this interview. Thank you for having me, Patrick. Awesome. Thanks again. Danielle, if I can ask, how did you get this job? If you could briefly explain your career journey. Sure. Well, I was always very interested in science. I loved it as a way of explaining the world. Uh, it was my favorite class, you know, from junior high school on. And I thought I would become a scientist or a science teacher. And when I got to undergrad, I was getting a degree in biology. I sort of gradually had the realization that I loved talking about science. I loved thinking about it. I liked explaining it to other people. I liked speaking to a lot of researchers and having this very broad view. But I was not as interested in diving really deeply into just a narrow slice of a field. And so when I was getting my biology degree from Humboldt State, I started writing for the student newspaper. And I, they were kind enough to give me um, a little weekly column that I called Science to Snack On. And that was just the most fun you know, I had. I, I loved that. I would prioritize writing those columns every week, even though I had a lot of other coursework. I was speaking to a friend and I said, you know, I love writing this column so much. I wish I could do this as my job. And she said, well, you know, you could. That's, that's a real job out there, being a science writer. And I hadn't really thought of it as a viable career path before. So she recommended looking into the science communication program at UC Santa Cruz. A few years later, through a, a, few, a couple twists and turns, I ended up in the program. I learned to be a better writer, learned some photography, some video skills, some audio skills, had an internship at a radio station in Santa Cruz, found out that I really, really loved working with sound, loved doing radio work, had a few more internships, and eventually landed at KQED, which was the public radio station that I grew up listening to. Well, that's pretty cool. So you're from the Bay Area, and also, how long have you been at KQED? I've been at KQED about five years now, and I started as an on-call employee. I was actually brought on as a, as a fill-in host. So those are the people who read the news at the top of the hour and the bottom of the hour and loved the station, loved the work there, and always was hoping that a position would open up on the science desk that I could kind of slip into. And after about two years of doing some fill-in hosting, after, after a couple of months of doing fill-in hosting, a position did open up on the science desk and I was able to apply and, and get hired. And that's where I've been ever since. 
Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Would you please explain some of your the main duties and responsibilities you have? Sure. So this time a year ago, my beats were wildfires, oceans, and space, which I think is just a wonderful collection of things to cover. You get your, your land and fire and air and water. But when the pandemic really began to take hold in the Bay Area and in California, switched to covering, uh, switched to covering the COVID-19 response in the Bay Area. In the last couple of weeks, I've moved back to more of my classic beat. So my duties include trying to stay on top of my beat, producing features, producing daily news, and then doing things like this where I'm involved in outreach to the public. Well, that's super cool. Do you think that COVID has overshadowed some of the other science stories in the past year? Definitely, but I also think it's the biggest or one of the biggest stories of our generation. It's sort of an everything story where it's not just about the biology of a virus, it also involves economic inequality and human behavior. So other science stories have definitely gotten less attention as all of our eyes have been turned on to this pandemic. But I think that's appropriate given the circumstances. Yeah, I totally agree with that. We talked a little bit before the interview about your education background. And you said you have a degree in biology. Can you elaborate more on your education background? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks. So after high school, I didn't quite know exactly what I wanted to do. And I attended a local community college for a couple of years, Santa Rosa Junior College. I have a lot of affection for the community college system. And then after getting an associate's degree and really realizing that I loved the field of biology, I transferred to Humboldt State and was there for two years. And that's when I kind of found science writing. After after Humboldt State, I was really ready to take a break from formalized education and was eager to try to find a job in science writing. So I applied for a lot of science writing internships. I also held some other odd jobs, everything from working at a horseback riding stables to being a chemist in a wine lab and eventually did land a science writing internship at Fermilab, the high energy physics lab outside of Chicago. While I was there, a position opened up at CERN in Switzerland, Geneva, and got to work in Switzerland for about two and a half years. After my contract was up there, I realized I really wanted to do independent journalism uh, and, and not just work in a press office for a lab, which is a great, which is a great field, but I really wanted to see if I could do independent journalism. And so I looked back to the science communication program at UC Santa Cruz. Uh, the director of the program, Rob Erian, and I had stayed in touch for several years. And so I applied, uh, I got in, came back to the States. And that was really the, that was really the launching of my journalism career. Well, the science communication program at UC Santa Cruz sounds fabulous. So, and also I have an affection for community college as well, being a student at 
Cabrillo College here in Santa Cruz County, which is awesome. And there's so much support there for the students that really, it's pretty cool to get to know some of the staff uh, behind the scene and like see how much they really care about like, our education and helping us out. I felt the same at SRJC. I think the real, I think community colleges are really a gem in the system. Cool. And what a great opportunity working for CERN um, in Switzerland. That must have been very interesting. And is it true that they have one of the, or if not the world's largest proton accelerators? Yeah. Yeah. The machine is called the LHC or the Large Hadron Collider. And it was an extremely exciting time to be there. I was there when the finishing touches were being put on it. I got to see some of the detectors, which are these massive machines that are you know, the size of a six-story building, incredibly complex. And then I got to be there when it turned on. Uh, and a few days later, after it was first turned on, there was an error and it had to be turned off and repaired. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it was there for the, for the reboot, which was, also, which was also very exciting. Yeah, it was, it was a really joyful, exciting time to be there and to get to know physicists from all over the world who just had incredible stories to share and, and were, you know, united in, in a common goal of learning more about the secrets of the universe. It was a very, very inspiring place to be. Yeah, that's a great opportunity. Would you like to tell us what your day or week looks like with your work? And has that changed with everything going on right now? Yeah, typically I would go into San Francisco about three times a week. I have a commute of about an hour and a half each way. And there is no typical day, unfortunately, kind of depends on what is happening with the news cycle. Some days I'm involved in long-term projects. So I might be reading reports, doing background interviews, reading past newspaper clippings on a topic. Some days I'm filing multiple stories, not only for our station and for the several shows we have, but maybe also for the network for NPR. When there are emergencies like wildfires, I'm often one of the first to go out and report on those. So the, the day doesn't have, doesn't have uh, predictable rhythms necessarily. It's all depending on what needs to happen. Well, I think that could be pretty cool to, you know, to keep things interesting and not be so monotonous, right? Yeah. And since, uh, since the pandemic lockdown, I have been doing all my work at home pretty much. And that's been, uh, that, you know, I'm very grateful that I can do all of my work from home. I know it's privilege and not everyone has a job that allows them to work remotely. Uh, it's also been a challenge to try to get good sound uh, over Zoom or over the phone. I record my radio pieces standing up in my closet because that's the closest <laughs> thing I have to a sound booth. And I hope our listeners, you know, cut us a little slack in <laughs> understanding right. that we might not sound quite, quite as good as we normally do during this time. Danielle, what are some of your favorite projects you've worked on or are currently working on? Right now I'm working on a series about how communities prepare for wildfire. And I'm interested in profiling successful instances where communities knew that, wild, that, knew that they were at high risk for wildfire and took steps to manage their risk. 
also interested in looking at cases where a community wanted to implement a wildfire safety plan and encountered barriers and, and were not able to. Last month, I was able to do a long form radio remembrance of David Perlman, who, uh, who died in 2020 at the age of, I believe it was 102, spending nearly 80 years in journalism. He was a consummate newspaper man and a real inspiration. And so I got to speak to a bunch of his colleagues and dive deep into his story. I had spoken to him a couple of times and it was really rewarding to be able to put together a remembrance for him and honor his life and contributions to the field of journalism and the field of science writing. Um, oh, I could imagine that was, you know, very meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I find the most rewarding projects are things that allow me to take a deep dive into a problem and look at an issue with a lot that has a lot of complexity and then to try to explore some solutions relating to that problem. Yeah, and you mentioned that you've been covering the fires our communities have experienced in mm -hmm. late summer. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of us know someone who had been affected by that. Right. That's right. Yeah. And it's, this is a problem that's really going to get worse before it gets better. But I think if we don't start talking seriously about the ways that we can make it better, life is going to become much more difficult in this state. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's something I'm very passionate about. Well, thank you for that. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show on KSQD Santa Cruz, 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart, and I'm speaking with Danielle Vinton, who's a science reporter for KQD San Francisco. Danielle, what kind of person would enjoy this job that you do? That's a good question. I think, I think good reporters come in all stripes. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be an extrovert or an, or an introvert. People who, who are drawn to this job are often very curious, are driven by a desire to understand the world and help explain it, if possible, to the extent that it can be explained. But there are, there are so many types of people who come into journalism. And I really think that the field gets stronger the more diversity there is among the journalistic core. And why do you, why is your job important? Well, the biggest challenges facing society today like how will California, how will the Western US adapt to climate-driven disasters like wildfires? How do we live sustainably on an earth that we are overtapping for resources? A lot of these big societal struggles that we have are fundamentally science questions. And science doesn't have the complete answer but it can inform the discussion and inform policies that can address big problems. And we live in a democracy. A well-informed public is necessary to make good decisions. And that public relies on journalists and the media that it goes to, to 
bring problems to their attention, to bring solutions to their attention, and to help explain what's going on. Yeah, I agree with you. Danielle, what is a common misconception that people have about your job? Well, the sort of anger toward the media has been growing for a couple of years. And under the Trump administration, it's really gone, it's really gone into overdrive. So I think that a lot of people don't know a journalist personally and get their opinion of what journalists do and what motivates them, either from politicians who you know, make sport of hating on the media or from representations in television shows or movies, which are often wildly inaccurate. I think some people don't realize how much research goes in goes into preparing a story and how much journalists truly care about being fair and accurate and getting things right. I think that there is conflation with what a journalist does and a, and a news piece with opinion pieces, which are just someone sharing, sharing their thoughts and trying to persuade you to believe like they believe. Those are two different things, but I don't think people realize that necessarily. Yeah, I think that people, I hear that a lot of the sensationalized news that people watch a lot these days is, a lot of it is just opinion and mm -hmm. people need to be careful to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. What did you find surprising about your job when you started? I, I guess when I was a beginning reporter, I was constantly awed by just how much I had to learn. Being surrounded by more experienced colleagues, some of these people just seemed like walking encyclopedias because they had been covering so many stories that they just had this huge, deep background of knowledge that they brought to all of the stories that they did. And I realized that there was so much that I didn't know and so much for me to learn. There's still so much for me to learn, but I really appreciated the just deep reservoirs of knowledge that I was around. Yeah, learning is pretty awesome. Danielle, would you mind sharing one of the most memorable moments of your career so far? Sure. I think a memorable moment was um, during the Sonoma County wildfires of 2019, I think this was the glass fire. I was, I was up in Healdsburg really early in the morning. It was maybe four or 5 a.m. It was before the, sun, before the sun was coming up. I was seeing people still evacuating the area and I was able to attend the the early CAL FIRE briefing talking about um, how the fire is behaving and what was expected for the weather conditions that day and then went live on the air in a fairly long segment and was able to combine my knowledge of Sonoma County growing up in the area with the with my science experience in reporting on wildfires in kind of a high pressure situation, but I think it turned out pretty well. And the radio station actually won an award for 
live emergency reporting with that segment being involved, uh, with that segment included. And that was kind of a, you know, it didn't really occur to me at the time, but it was this nexus of different, it was, this, it was a moment when I was able to bring together different strengths I had into, this, into a certain nexus and really get people information that I think was useful and timely. That was memorable. And that doesn't happen every day. Yeah, that must have felt really good. Danielle, was there a piece of advice that has helped you in your career or in life that you would like to share? Yes, I was, this was early on in my work for KQED and I was having trouble writing short scripts, uh, writing, writing stories that lasted 45 seconds or less and very gifted editor who was working with me impressed upon me how much information you can condense even into short pieces. And she said, every piece should always have three elements. One is context. Context, context, context. Uh, The second is you should say what something means explicitly. And, uh, And the third is to spin it forward. So sometimes when I'm stuck uh, and I have to write a script, I still say that to myself. Context, context, context. What does it mean? And how do I spin this forward? Yeah, I remember my teacher had some good advice and she told us to to show, don't tell. And I think that's that was good advice too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Danielle, what advice or resources can you give students who are interested in pursuing this career? There's a lot of excellent resources out there. The National Association of Science Writers, NASW, has a lot of excellent resources and they're a very welcoming community. I would recommend becoming a member, looking into them. The website, The Open Notebook, has a wealth of resources about how to do the job uh, from getting story ideas to pitching to structuring stories. And for me, attending, attending school for doing the job was, was very helpful. Plenty of people get into the field uh, without that, but for me, it was a real gift to get some personalized attention, to see some of the defects in my writing and how I can make that stronger. So if you have the means, if you have the, the time and the ability, formalized training for journalism was very helpful. Thank you for sharing that with us. And what advice would you give someone who is unsure about their career path? I think that you don't have to figure it out uh, right away. The, you know, one, of the, one of the gifts for me of attending community college and attending a, a school that was really multidisciplinary like, um, like Humboldt State was the ability to learn about a lot of different fields and kind of try a few things out. If you're having trouble deciding what to do in life because you're interested in so many things, then look for a job that combines a lot of disciplines. And are there any last things that you would like to share? I think journalism is a wonderful field. I 
I love my job. It's not without its challenges, but I would really encourage people to give it a shot if it's some, if it's what you really want to do. It is it is always a challenging time to work in journalism, but it is a richly rewarding career also. And so, yeah, don't be don't be afraid to uh, don't be afraid to go for what you really want to do. And thank you again, Danielle, for taking the time to do this interview with me today. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Danielle Vinton, who is a science reporter for KQED San Francisco. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays, streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can visit us at our website at yfiob.org for more ways to listen. Thanks and see you next time.